Hey, I'm lead pastor Noel Petegrass, and welcome to the Exeter Valley Church podcast. Our church plant started in 2021 with the goal of seeing God's kingdom extended in our hometown. If you're curious about Jesus, looking for a home in the family of God, or feel called to be a part of a kingdom expansion in Exeter, California, we'd love to have you join us Sundays at 9.30 a.m. in the Veterans Memorial Building at 324 North Cahuilla Avenue. For more information, head on over to www.exetervalleychurch.com or find us on social media. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us. Uh, this is episode nine. So this is Monica Stahl. She leads worship at Radiant Church in Visalia. And uh, we've really been able to, as a church, enjoy her uh, leadership in these last few months as she's helping us to equip worship leaders and develop a worship culture. So Monica, it's just, I mean, first of all, we've known Monica for like at least 15 years, I guess, maybe more than that. Let's see. Yeah, probably about 15 years personally. So um, yeah, it's it's just, (laughs) which is, that's really cool to have such longevity, you know, and thanks for joining us today. Um, And uh, I just, yeah. So would you just start like, I mean, you know, you've, you've kind of, you've been a, for me, you've been a worship leader as long as I've known you. leading in some way you've been up on stage singing and stuff but kind of just give us like the short version of like how long you've been in your current role and and we'll go from there okay um ooh, dates not sure <laughs> sorry but i've been leading roughly <laughs> yeah at radiant probably since 2011 okay 10 or 11 yeah yeah um and you know i went I was on the mission field with music group. And so I've done that. Yeah. And you were with celebrant singers, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So missions and worship have always been like a big part of my heart and something I have a lot of vision for, but, and I have always been like on stage as a worship person. And then it was, you know, around 2009 that something really started to shift and change, I think, in in my heart and in my sound of worship that came yeah. from a place of greater freedom that I'd experienced. And from that point, it was like doors kind of started to open, things started to shift. And yeah. I would get calls to like lead worship for events when I'd never done that before. I'm oh, like, wow. how'd you get my name and why do you think I can oh, do dang. this? Wow. But God started really just like developing something in me through the the work that he'd done in my yeah. heart that just invoked a different worship. Yeah. Like, and so what would you say? Cause I know um, like, you know, kind of backtracking, but I think it's kind of an important thing because I do get the question from worship leaders or like the conversation with some worship leaders is this tension between like worship leading isn't just performing, but you yeah. had a background, like what you have, even in your, your celebrant background was more of a performing background and then you also were singer songwriter recorded some music on your own so like you know for you like what's the um yeah how would you like speak to that difference between performing music even christian music yeah or even worship music like with celebrants you're singing songs about god yes um and then leading worship yeah how did you grow from one from one to the next I think performance, I mean, I think these songs that we sung in Celebrants, they have a beginning and they have an end Mm -hmm. and there's an order and we go through it. So it could be, it could fall more into a performance sort of mindset. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I really do, especially if we're talking in terms of the biblical expression of worship mm -hmm. versus performance for people, Yeah, that's just totally a heart posture. Yeah, And, um, you know, whether it's like songs I've written or it's like a gig that someone has booked yeah. or something, myself mm -hmm. or anyone, it, it really is like the posture of your heart, of how you're engaging with the Lord in what you're right. singing and what you're saying. And that's probably... Like, as far as growing up with that heart of worship, that was my, one of my first markers of recognizing, like, meaning what I say it matters and mm -hmm. how my heart is postured matters. We had moved to, like, a little church in Tehachapi. I was 15. Okay. Didn't know many people. It was, like, one lady on the piano, one lady on the organ, yeah. and I'm going on a Sunday night. And there was just a prayer in me that was said, I want to mean everything mm, I say. Right. And I recognize yeah. like the effectiveness of engaging our will mm -hmm. in really meaning okay. what we say. Yeah. Like what, what do you, because that, that's something that I've experienced uh, trouble with like occasionally. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think I've heard others like maybe friends even talk about, so maybe if we could just stop like on that point, like, mm -hmm. Meaning, I think we do. I, it's it, it seems good and right that we do want to mean what we say. What do you think about when you're not sure if you mean what you're singing yeah. and how to? Because we want to be authentic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like I mean, what's the classic song like? As the deer pants for the water, so my Stop soul. <laughs> that is the song. Really, <laughs> that is the song they sang that night. Okay, tell this me this is awesome. <laughs> okay, so I show up and it's like. They're on the organ, they're on the piano, and yeah. they start to sing in King James Version, Old English, oh, wow. as the deer panteth for the water, okay. so my soul longeth after thee. Yeah. And what happened in me in that resolve to mean what I say and, yeah. and bring something real to the Lord and mm -hmm. not just go through the motions was I recognized this is not necessarily true of me. I wouldn't have penned these words in That's this right. moment. Right. I'm not like a deer panting, desperately right. longing for God. However, I because of my posture and my will to engage with the Lord in, in a meaningful worship, I was able to recognize the true longing mm. in my heart right. for God alone. Yeah. And that He alone could satisfy. And another thing I remembered happening was I engage it as a real prayer of my heart mm. for that to become more real in my life right so and you're you're singing song. yeah you're singing this but you're also kind of praying its meaning yes. like you're, you're like as you, and i think that music does have a way i think i may have had this conversation with you where sometimes when i'm setting up a service i'll you know i'll like want the songs to match the theme of the mm -hmm. you know but then I, I think i told you this or maybe it was my wife where Sometimes I think that the the worship just it preaches its own sermon, you yeah. know, and that's a little bit like what you're saying is this idea how um, the words that we sing are like they're 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 edifying ourselves ourselves they're building ourselves up they're encouraging us mm -hmm. into truth like what I hear you saying is you're reflecting like does my soul pant after the Lord like yeah. a, you know like a thirsty deer and then like oh soul like I want that I want. You know, so yeah. you're almost preaching to yourself mm -hmm. as you're singing. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Because that is the song where I'm like, man, I just, sometimes I'm like, I just, you know, do I need you on that level, Lord? And the truth is, yes. Yeah, that's right. So it's finding yes. yourself in that reality Yeah, that we just go 
Yeah. We drift away from this actual reality that our soul, yeah. our mind, maybe not, our schedule, maybe not. But yeah. in reality, mm -hmm. our soul is like, give me yeah. Jesus. So give me the living water. What, you know? So what would that have church culture been like? Because this is one of the things I wanted to chat with you about. We all kind of have our different background growing up. You know, I grew up in a Mennonite Brethren home where we loved music at the church. People sang from their hearts, but it was very yeah. stoic, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so like the demonstrative worship was something that I've grown into over the years, um, really the last 15 or so probably. But for you like that, you're describing a, a, a worship experience. What was the culture of worship that you grew up into? Yeah. So um, like I was saying, there's one lady on piano, one right. lady on organ. Yeah. <laughs> so it that's, wasn't, That's you the way know, we did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was also a church that did pursue like spiritual gifts, mm. worshiping in spirit and in truth. Yeah. And we believed in tongues and for the prophetic and yeah. those gifts operating okay. within yeah. the service. So there were words what of knowledge. Of that were, this was Assemblies of God as a church I grew okay. up in. Okay. Yeah. And so that was something that was normal. Yeah. And I even have kind of recognized recently when I was little, I would go to the altar and pray for people. Right. And I recognized like no one ever like gave me permission. Nobody told me not to. Uh, Nobody gave me permission to like, yeah. or asked me to do it. But I guess I, I think there was a sense of permission, like mm -hmm. to, to move, to be led by yeah. something of the spirit that would be loving towards someone or in line right. with like what God was saying and doing. So there definitely was that sort of culture of like um being moved by yeah love love or a scripture or a mm -hmm. word or towards someone or towards the lord in an expressive yeah. way for sure what does it mean to worship like what how would you define worship you know in your experience and your like like when you sit down to lead people what is mm -hmm. what is the thing that you're leading people into the way i would define worship yeah. is a wholehearted offering of love mm. and trust to yeah. god the word worship means to bow down. That's just, that's what it means. It's plain and simple. Yeah. It's bowing to his lordship. And so we see that the first mention of worship yeah. and the first mention of love are in that chapter when Abraham takes Isaac to the altar. Yeah. And it says, wait here while we go worship, mm. you know, and, um, yeah, he and then God refers to the son as the son that he loves. Yeah. Those are the first two mentions yeah. of that. And so this is this is the picture of worship, first picture we see yeah. in worship. Yeah. It's a wholehearted <laughs> offering of love and trust, massive right. trust right. to the Lord. Yeah. And he barely even knows. He's just getting to know. Yeah. And so that to me is the the yeah. definition I've adopted yeah. based off of that scripture yeah, and the like one that. I most resonate with. Yeah. So, okay. So in there, you've got the idea of, you know, this trusting relationship with God yeah. where there's obedience following, yes. like hearing from God, hearing from God, obeying, hearing from God, obeying. There's also this element of, you mentioned sacrifice, but there's legitimately like a ritual element of our worship. Yeah. And so maybe that's where we enter into the conversation about, Okay, so what is the worship that, you know, so then what to you, so like you're describing a way of living really, yep. first and foremost. Mm -hmm. So now like, let's take that into the church gathering, you're, you're playing yeah. the piano. So what version of, you know, how would you relate that to what we're doing as we sing towards God? Yeah, well, I think so there, we all come with our own relationship. 
and we all come with what the Lord's asking of us. Yeah. And that's what we bring. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think too, of like, uh, the first mention of praise too, it's from like a response of God's deliverance. That's the first mention of praise song of Moses, song of Miriam, boom, they like burst out yeah. in praise. And so <clears throat> I think that, um, so how do we come in worship corporate setting? That right. was your question. That's a, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think it's both of those things. Yeah. We, I think laying things on the altar, mm -hmm. if we recognize that that is worship, it helps us to then engage in song. Right. Because I think we, that's what where we can kind of get hung up is on our idols and yeah. on our stuff that we love and the stuff that we're comfortable with. Yeah. But if we're able to recognize, you know, that we're bringing an offering. Yeah. You bring your offering. I bring my offering. You have your hangups. I have my mm -hmm. hangups. You have your idols. Yeah. We're laying that down. Right to worship him. Mm. So I think it's both and. Right. And I think the corporate song is a way of, a very special way of engaging everyone together in agreement yeah. of who our God is yeah. and what he's worthy of. I mean, I guess my experience in corporate worship is like, that has that sense of like, um, you know, kind of encouraging one another mm -hmm. to like make them, the, whatever the thing is, you know, and this, we're, we're talking about putting our eyes towards the yes. Lord. But we're kind of the singing has this role where it's like pushing us towards uh it, our, our, or adjusting our gaze towards or it's encouraging us together yeah. in um our yeah i mean our worship our proclamation of god yeah uh, that's a lot of the new testament mentions are encouraging one another psalms hymns spiritual songs. right that's a lot of the reference yeah yeah almost some of the only reference of song is both in laying down our lives yeah. Lord for each other, yeah. encouraging each other right. in this way, you know. Yeah. So you're in, so, so what we're doing corporately then would it be fair to say like what you're saying seems to be that what we're doing corporately is we're, we're encouraging one another into this, like putting God in his rightful place yeah. by saying true things about him, by, by like pouring our hearts towards him in such a way that the response of our lives will mirror the response of mm -hmm. our mouths and song and lead us towards obedient living lead us towards uh, the things that he's called us into i guess where i'm going next is how would you encourage the person or or what would your what would you say uh to the person who's not sure they want to get their body involved yeah. well i think we need a lot of encouragement yeah because we are so used to taking our social cues for everything that we mm -hmm. do and we don't take our social cue. We don't worship off of yeah, social cues. Right. We take our cues from the word. We take our cues mm -hmm. from, like I've mentioned, Song of Moses, Song right. of Miriam. Yeah. Take our cues from David. We take our cues from the elders and the saints <clears throat> and those that have seen him and know him. That's yeah. where we take our cues. And we don't have to wonder what kind of worship he requires. Right. It's clear. And if you want to know more, you can know more. Yeah. If you want to understand more, you can understand what these words mean of praise and stuff. But we yeah. do need a lot of encouragement because it's not comfortable. Yeah. It's not, I, I was leading worship with some young people today and I was like, you can't categorize this into any other, like there's no other love, there's no other relationship, there's no other thing that invokes this kind of response. Mm, yeah. And so stop trying to put it in a category yeah. of a way that you do anything else. Yeah. He's like no one else. Right. They worship mm. him like nothing else. Yeah. And there's something that if we can say okay to that and let go of some of those hindrances, encouraging one another to do that, then we can experience unity and worship in a different way. And yeah. I, I will say like, 
<clears throat> unity, it's not, we, it matters that you show up. It matters you put your voice in the room. Unity is not, we're in a room together. That does not mean we're in unity. And especially mm. in worship, there's one thing that brings us into unity and that is Jesus. Yeah. It's we're all looking at Jesus. Yeah. That's what's going to bring us into unity. And I think, you know, sometimes for as much as I love and believe a corporate worship, and I mean, I could go for hours and hours talking yeah. about how powerful it is and how God moves and how he shows up and how we need it. Sometimes it can be a disservice, the sung worship, because we go away thinking that we've worshiped when maybe we haven't. Mm. It's like, yeah, oh, I participated in uh, worship right. because I was in the room right. where songs were being sung and yeah. I believe them and I agree with them. I've right. participated in worship. Yeah. But did you did you worship? Like yeah. what was the posture of your heart? Which obviously we can't judge that for anyone. Right. Um, but praise looks like something. Yeah. And never in scripture does it look like standing there and looking around yeah. at other things. Yeah. Not to judge anyone's heart. Because sometimes right. there's stuff going on yeah. that we don't see right. and there's like a lot of engagement. Yeah. But on the whole, yeah, as totally. a social norm and what's acceptable, it's like do less. Yeah. You know? So I push myself yeah. in that place because I want to lead from that place of knowing, hey, we're bringing an offering and laying our lives yeah. down or laying our pride down. I mean, ego yeah. can't, ego cannot abide yeah. with like worship to God at the same time. Oh man, time. I, I have so much, I could, I just have a lot to say <laughs> about that, I suppose. But I, it reminds me of the story where David's dancing, um, the ark has come home and he's yeah. dancing and Saul's daughter, Michael, is like, that's undignified behavior, you know, how you're behaving is undignified. And David's like, I'll become even more undignified than this. Yeah. There's something about the foolishness of it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's like, uh, because, because the foolishness of it, to your point, just tends to, um, yeah, it's humiliating, you know, which I think, you know, he he must increase, I must decrease, yeah. right? If you're in this setting, you're feeling uncomfortable, you know, okay, I know Monica and Noel, like I I you're right, the Bible does say to clap, it does say to kneel, it does say to dance, like I see it, but I but I feel uncomfortable. One thing that I would suggest is that there's others around you that also feel uncomfortable. And um, like there's something about like just turning the ratio in a gathering towards like a ratio that is promoting expressiveness and things get less, um, you know, uncomfortable when, yeah. so like we, I think that's literally one of the ways that we encourage one another is by laying, if I lay down my preferences, yeah. if I lay down my comfort, it encourages the person next to me yeah. to lay down their preferences and their comfort. And, and I mean, really, I mean, a life of following God is, I mean, like, I'm sorry if you're not comfortable, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'm sorry, but I get that. I get yeah. that. But like the whole life of following God is really about like laying, laying down our, yeah. the com our comforts in so many different ways. Not at the, I mean, almost like, shoot, demonst demonstration in worship is just like one of many. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We could totally talk about this for hours, right? <laughs> yes. Maybe we'll, and, and maybe we'll have a chance to do it again. Thanks so much for yeah. coming and just talking a little bit about worship and 
you know, I've enjoyed just hearing your heart and and learning from you. I, I loved your story at the beginning, the deer panted for water story. That's awesome. <laughs> Maybe there's many of us who have been in that spot. But um, oh. hey, thanks for joining us, Monica. Thanks for loving the church. Thanks for loving the Lord and leading us towards worship. Yeah. Appreciate it. Hey, hey, it's Pastor Noel again. Just wanted to say thanks so much for joining us here at the Exeter Valley Church Podcast. And don't be afraid to join us in person on a Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. at the Exeter Memorial Building.